gonna get hurt this weekend Cause you and I ended and you like new beginnings too much Hello, hello, and welcome back to season two of the 20 Nothing Podcast. I am so excited to be back after a long, long, long hiatus. It's been like a year now almost since I posted a podcast episode, which should be a crime to be honest with you. So I am so happy to be back. So much has happened over the past year, obviously. The COVID took over. We were not expecting that. But we made it to the other end. No, wait, no, we did not make it to the other end, but close enough. (laughs) So much has happened in the past year. I launched my wine company. We launched the Opulent Planners again. So much is happening. I'm turning 23 next month. So that means it's been like three years since I launched the podcast. Obviously, I haven't been doing this consistently, but we get by anyway. Today's episode, I'm really excited because we have a very, very, very special guest coming on for the first episode of season two. We have the one and only Maude Latour. She's an artist that I discovered on TikTok pretty recently, and I I just love her music. I'm obsessed with Lord, and her sound is very reminiscent of Lord, very inspired by Lord. And she's very open about being inspired by Lord, and we talk about that in our interview. And when I first found Maud Latour, I was calling her Lord Light, <laughs> um, like L I T E, um, because she just reminded me so much of Lord, but like in a very youthful you know, fun way. And the way that I describe her, I always say that she sounds like if Lord had a baby sister who made bedroom pop. So that's really the best way that I can describe the music. It's super fun to listen to, um, super energetic, good vibes all around. And she's 21. So I really just felt like I was seeing this new generation of music happening with her. And it's really cool to see people who are like inspired by the Lords and Lana Del Rey's of the world, just like me, because it's a newer era of music. And it's, it's so cool to see the kids who were inspired by the music that I was listening to when I was growing up and making music, because that's something that's just, just new. It's new to see people who are inspired by the same people that you were inspired by and not just music from the past century, but also like people who have made music in the last decade. And so it's really just cool to see this new era of creative kids who are coming out and making music in their bedrooms and making music and just just killing it. And so this interview with Maude was really fun. Uh, if you're a Maude Latour fan already and you're listening, hi, you're absolutely going to love this episode. And if you are just being introduced to Maude Latour today, I highly suggest that you check out some of my favorite songs from her. Those being One More Weekend, Furniture, Superfruit, Walk Backwards, which just came out, and Block Your Number. Those are probably my favorite songs. Let's be honest. That's probably like half her discography at this point, but that's it's just good. It's pretty much all good, honestly. And so also you might have seen either on my Instagram or on my YouTube that I recently received this beautiful, huge portrait from my boyfriend. It's like this giant painting and it's a replica of Melodrama by Lord, the album cover, but it's a painting of my face. <laughs> and if you haven't seen that, you need to 
like go follow me on Instagram. What are you doing at Kiara Blanchette or check out my YouTube channel. What are you like? What? what? <laughs> and so the first portion of this podcast is literally just me and Maude freaking out over this painting and um and yeah and so like that's just the energy that's what I leave you with so that's what you're gonna hear for the first bit of the interview and then we actually like get into the questions and some really good stuff and I think whether you're just discovering her or if you already know her music and love her music you are going to love this podcast episode I'm super proud of it I think it was a really fun conversation that we had and I hope you love it. Don't forget to subscribe and enjoy. Take on it too. Oh my god! It is. It's literally. It's amazing. It's I'm so obsessed. With beautiful. It. Oh my yeah. gosh! She gave that to you for his birthday. And the, Please the show it to me. Stop this, it. This is. Me. Oh my. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow, that one's beautiful. When did he give that? What was that one for? That one was for my birthday last year. That's too cute. I know. Wow, what a dream. <laughs> That's so cute. He's a keeper. Amazing, amazing. So, how are you? Good. How are you? I am good. I'm good. I mean, I'm doing really well. This yes, this made my are. entire year. Um, I will be riding off of the high of this for oh, till really next long. birthday. Not, it wasn't even my birthday. My birthday's next month. Oh my so. gosh! Right, it's crazy. Yeah, beautiful. So I wanted to preface this by saying any preconceived notions that you have around interviews just throw them out the window. Awesome. Cool. This is really just going to be a lighthearted conversation about art and music and creativity. And yeah. I'm excited. Woo, thanks for having me. So I put out a call for questions and all of the responses were just people telling me to tell you that they love you. <laughs> so I hope that's a nice confidence boost for your Friday. That's so cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Even like friends of mine were like, oh my God, you're interviewing Maude Latour. Like, that's Tell her beautiful. I love her. That's beautiful. Wow. Oh, so yeah. Tell them I love are, them too. You are beloved. That's so sweet. Wow. So tell me all about how you got into music and songwriting and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, my gosh. Okay. I guess my first musical exposure was probably being forced to play violin by my mother. And she plays violin as well. And yeah, I, I just played violin. I played for like 10 years. and But somewhere in the beginning of that, I joined choir or I would hear like I would walk past the people getting voice lessons and I'd be like oh I want to do that and I joined a choir at a church nearby me and it so changed my life for sure and since then I've just always been in choirs and my friends have always been the music people and I moved around a bit I was in New York when I was little but for middle school I was in Hong Kong and then I moved back to New York in high school. And in high school, I was in this acapella group and we were so serious. It was ridiculous. And we were all best friends. It was truly like pitch perfect or something. And it also changed my life, I'm sure. And like me, my friends and I would just harmonize on the weekends. We would busk and sing on subways and go to elderly homes and sing there and hospitals and sing there. And we just love building harmonies and medleys and like, 
that was music for us. Like that's all we did, sing together. And somewhere in that time, I started writing songs and I I wanted to make personalized songs. And I've, I've always loved writing and that I think I'm primarily a writer first and foremost. And I found a piano and I taught myself piano and I then I just started writing so many songs hundreds and hundreds of songs and then senior year for my high school senior project we had to do something and I was like okay I'm gonna get one of them produced and I had I chose shoot and run and that was the first song I produced I produced with someone and I put it out on Spotify that's so cool and what (laughs) happened after that Um, it was, I had no, I wasn't expecting anything, nor did I even conceptualize really like predictions or things like that. But it, it, like it got spread by word of mouth a little bit. And I, after a few months, I think Spotify added it to a German playlist. And then the it started growing a bit faster and I decided to take a gap year a few months after that to like, okay, let me focus on music for a year. And I, recorded an EP which is now off Spotify it's called High School High it doesn't exist it's bootleg versions of it around and maybe I'll re-release it one day and I met a manager I played shows before that as well and I it just like bitter end these little venues in New York City and I scheduled a few and like maybe 10 people would come and yeah then I it started growing from there then I I met this manager and like we I went to LA and he introduced me to a lot of new producers and I started realizing I could change every sound in the song and control every part of it and and I was like oh I can build this world and it started happening and then I went to college yeah yeah (laughs) and so how do you balance school and also and your music it's been well so I started at college and the my music career has always been the background of everything in college and like my friends are so involved in uh, music videos and shooting cover art and it's been so DIY like that like really just like making my friends come to every show and they they've come with me to different colleges I've performed that and it's just it's 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 worked a lot to have both at the same time they inspire each other i'm a philosophy major but i feel like every class i take is just to keep me inspired and i i love school and it's i feel so privileged and lucky to be able to like sit around and learn you know and it, it just inspires the music but recently it's gotten hard to keep up with both the past two months have been a whole different level and now I'm they're competing a little bit I have a year left of school though so we'll see what happens mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. do you feel like pressure ever to like choose one yeah like I've definitely heard it chat in the music industry in the past two years so they're like oh she's in school she's not doing this seriously and like and a lot of people in the music end like pressuring me to drop out but I don't know I'm very uh set in the fact that maybe I can do this my own way and I know that it might a time might come where I have to put school off for a bit so it's possible that'll happen but hopefully I can finish in the next year I Uh hope we'll see yeah I mean I think that it's it's really respectable honestly that you that you continue to with school and to do all that because it's it's really hard mm-hmm. uh, to do to do both and it's kind of like when you see this one thing like the music industry you kind of feel like i think a lot of people look at it as like a way out so uh-huh, it's, right. it's interesting yeah right yeah it's po- i wish the timing worked a little better if this was my senior year it could have been a 
perfect, but nothing happens when you've planned it to. So we'll see. And how old are you now? I'm 21. Okay, cool. I'm 22. So beautiful. Pretty much right there. Yes. yes. I mean, how it. do you feel? What age do you feel? That's oh what matters. Oh gosh. Shoot. Like 16. Honestly, 16. That's, so funny. <laughs> That's like the opposite of, I'm like 50. <laughs> That's great. That's great. No. Strangers have come up to me on the street and told me I have the soul of a 50 year old wow. woman. Wow. So they can just see it. Because okay. your energy, you're like, yeah, I'm like 16 inside. <laughs> It's true. It's true. What does your songwriting process look like? Mm, I think it's a big process of collecting things and, and phrases and building up. I, I I often start with titles, honestly, and like I'll think of a title and I'm like, oh, yeah, that I consider it. Once I have a title, I consider it written. I'm like, oh, it's just fill in the rest of it. It'll happen eventually. And so really it's titles that's funny but you know I I definitely I sit down at an instrument and I do stream of consciousness and just record what comes out I've learned a lot about my process and I now realize like you know like I prefer so much when a song writes itself like when my only role in it is putting my hand on the paper and it's just coming from somewhere else and the song exists suddenly and so I I've learned so much about uh, letting myself like have those moments of inspiration naturally and not forcing them and I think that's my ideal process of writing yeah you mentioned that you feel like you're a writer first and foremost Mm -hmm. I'm a poet though I know that feeling of writing but I don't I don't know about writing songs like I can't I don't know Mm. how to do that so how do you like take that process of writing songwriting as poetry how do you take that poetry and make it into music yeah I mean a lot of things start with poems and like and stream of consciousness poems too like I and just like I call it spam poetry and I like just write pages and pages of it and then I go back through it and I like will highlight phrases and like those things concepts I'll keep and then sit down hopefully with the title and like it'll kind of fall into place a little bit and I do think the adding the music part is one of my favorite parts and it's not always in that order but yeah it, it definitely comes from poetry first I think um, yeah, I definitely understand the concept of uh, of yeah. writing the titles first. What I do is I write the last line of my poems first because I know yeah. like the message that I want to send. And then mm-hmm. the rest of it, I'm like, okay, I'm telling the story that ends in this way. Wow. I um, feel and then the that last so line hard. is always something that like totally. <laughs> totally. That's such a, I see the similarity in those things. Like, definitely the same purpose to that for sure Mm -hmm. and your music videos so I saw a few of your music videos you're right they have that like DIY vibe that you make with your friends Uh, so when you're making a music video like what's that process oh my gosh we're mid filming one right now we started shooting it yesterday and yeah I mean often they really stress me out like I I often wish that I could just focus on the music and I feel like I haven't been independent not with the label it's you know I'm I'm doing every part of this process right now and like I'm excited for when I get to maybe build it out more build crazier ideas or lean into ideas with that 
aren't within a one block radius from me and because that's what everything's been and like and I'm glad that it's that because it's true to where I'm at like you know like everything does feel so it's about my life right now and like that this is my life right now and so I guess I really I realized a little bit that you know I love singing to the camera I love I love making these things almost musical theater and like I I think all the music videos have some degree of that some really performing it and like that feels what it is in its most natural state my favorite music video is probably the one more weekend one shot of me running across the campus in, in one take and like I that's how music feels for me of it the physical process of it coming out of my fingertips and like crooning to the camera and crooning it out of my body and like contorting my body that's how it feels and so I've, I'm excited to like dive into more with the, the potential that music videos have to elevate it I think I've just barely started looking at that part, part of the process yeah I there was like this really interesting moment. So I found your your music recently. I was listening to Superfruit, right? And there's this one moment in Superfruit that I was like trying to explain to my <laughs> boyfriend about why I like this song so much. And I was like, listen to this one part. So the part where you go um like dropped my phone and cracked it on the sidewalk, there's like a water drop, right? Ooh, dang. Whoa. I don't even know if it's actually a water drop. There's some sort of drop, okay? And it sounds like it sounds like a water droplet, That's okay? So and cool. I and I Never had this that. image in my head for the music video of like a phone, okay, like falling at an angle, okay, like hitting the sidewalk and then bouncing up. And like, like there would be like a reverse motion. Do you totally. know what I mean? Like, That's so happens, sick. And it happens in reverse. I don't know why. I saw That's that. That's so moment. great. This one little moment in this song like made me feel wow. so much. Wow. That one little drop moment. And uh. I'm like, this is this is wonderful. You're like, I is that a drop? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it is, but I, I hear how it sounds like that. It's like bubbly. Yeah. It's that's that awesome. Moment. I've never put those together. That's so, cool. and so like I have this image of just like drippy visuals and Beautiful. like very I feel like music that can make you see things or mm. feel things is really powerful. Totally. And like I want to know more about like you matching the visuals to your music and how kind of like you create the mod Latour world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact I've been independent has, you know, it's caused the priority to be what happens organically, honestly. And so I'm glad I've had these years, these past few years to really develop, see, find out my taste and experiment with these videos and learn about like where I gravitate to naturally and I don't think the I mean I think it's a like my logo a little bit it's kind of like it feels very bright colors and it feels like space-ish and and starsick-ish and I think it's very New York and it's very magical world that is real life and yeah I think I have yet to show the details of the vision I have for it and I hope I get to do that in the next coming years for sure. And are you working on an album right now? I would love to start working on an album. I have been dreaming of working on an album for the, since I started. And I do think there's something to be said for waiting until you've really built an audience that is going to analyze every single word in it and analyze every moment and find those tiny moments. Because, you know, it's 
I, I've never released more than one song at a time. I've only put out singles, really. And it's something I look forward to, to be able to put out a continuous body of work. So that is yeah, my definitely. number one goal for my my future, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the the Lord comparisons? Wow, crazy. I, I so don't mind it. I do think that Of course, my voice is so influenced by her as well. And I think as I grow more, I'll experiment more place with more places in my voice. And like, I'm sure that I will evolve as well. I think early in your career, early in your voice, you find pretty directly referencing people. But I think I'm going to just learn more about who how I sound but of course I know this music also is like people have said like a happy lord or like a colorful lord and that I I I see I see that for sure like she definitely showed me like she I heard her and I was like oh this is exactly like what I want like and she showed me like the feelings of nostalgia and and this freedom that I started to, you know, think of as the reason to turn to music. And that's been so, such a foundation, but I think it's happening in my own way. And I think it's, it's also really different. It's also, my songs aren't very dark. They're quite, they're quite hopeful and they're quite um, colorful and optimistic. And, and, and I, uh, I think that does make me different than her. And I think there's a lot of differences as well but I totally think I'm one of the many children of of her and 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 you know it's I I don't mind the comparison because I mean she's the goat for sure yeah I mean like when I was telling my friends about you I was like hey I discovered this artist I was like if Lord had a little sister who made bedroom pop is what I (laughs) that's so cute oh my gosh like it's definitely happier and brighter and like more poppy but I definitely like I see a little bit of the influence but I like appreciate that so much because I am also so influenced by mm-hmm. by her and by a bunch yeah. of other people and like I think it's so I don't know like that's how you learn like that's how you create you take inspiration from people you take a little bit of it you make it your own you have your own thing and then you develop your own style over time I think that people are so like uptight about the idea of taking inspiration from people uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that's literally mm-hmm. how how you learn and how 100%. you grow your own style you take a little bit of this a little bit of that like my writing is very like I don't know I'm definitely influenced by Sylvia Plath in some way and like Lord as well her writing is amazing her songwriting her her poetry amazing and so like there's nothing wrong with taking little bits of that and like making it your own and making mm-hmm. something completely new and different yeah yeah, um, I so agree. I, I it's like back to that collecting idea. It's like I agree. I think that's the first stage of of figuring out who you are, of collecting, absorbing for so yeah. long. Yeah. yeah, people just have this idea of creativity that it's like this this polished new thing that's right. just like it comes out of nowhere and it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't come out of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. it's a collection of everything that we are and that's everything that we consume over our yeah, lifetime. Beautifully but, said, yeah. I definitely like relate to you because it's so interesting to me because I'm like, this is what I like grew up with. And so I'm like, 
it's interesting to see this new generation of like musicians and artists that are popping up that are like not just inspired by music from the last century but music from this century as well and I'm like so excited to see how music evolves and like I don't know it just kind of feels like I feel that like connection to like people who are our age who like grew up with music and like the Tumblr era and like like what we're gonna turn that into in the future so totally that's really it's like the new generation and I feel like people There's going to be some crazy stuff for sure. (laughs) I so agree. I'm so excited to see how music evolves as well. So walk me through what does a week in the life of Maude Latour look like? (laughs) Well, I'm in a few classes a day. I am on my phone a lot. I'm doing polls on my stories. I am conducting this type of therapy sessions for my followers and I, I love making people think like that and I love making people introspect. So that's a big part of my life. I don't know if you've seen it, but it gets this once a week kind of questions that make you think a bit about yourself. And that's a big part of my life. I hang out with my friends. I go live on Instagram a lot. Like this is a quarantined life here, but I go I go live on Instagram and I play all my unreleased music I accidentally leak everything every time and it ends up like on SoundCloud and bootleg versions unfortunately and I uh, let's see I'm in New York I'm chilling on campus I'm eating a lot of bagels I eat a lot of bagels I eat a lot of Annie's white cheddar mac and cheese I oh eat my a god lot yes of- <laughs> I eat a lot of Trader Joe's frozen Indian food and Chinese food and a lot of food. A lot of things are centered around these meals in quarantine and, you know, don't really see many people. That's kind of a bit of a normal day, week in the life. I go to Central Park, walk around, spend a lot of time in Central Park, especially during the peak of quarantine or like over the summer. Like I pretty much lived there and I think that is going to influence trickle down the next wave of my music for sure central Mm -hmm. park I feel like there is some like romanticism around like being young and living in New York like how do you how do you feel about that I do think that New York was first love first inspiration like for and I think my inspiration is so tied up with New York and being young here and especially when I first started writing when I was 15 ish I everything was about city kids like driving down the highway windows open windows down and that is still I'm still chasing a version of that feeling and it's complexified and I've graduated some of the terminology that I used to use like city saying city kids and things like that but I it's still a similar world you know and I I'm so glad I've watched it complexify and like and my relationship with the city and being young and being confused like being in your 20s is so insane and so much more confusing like these feelings of like figuring yourself out and not knowing what the future is and making so many decisions and like you know and and heartbreak and friendship and like being choosing to go your own path sometimes like these questions like I love talking to my grandparents my grandmother about it and like I've learned I've started to realize how much it really is being in your 20s like and like these feelings I don't know I I 
I'm I'm glad that I have music as a tool to work through all of them because it is, oh gosh, I don't know what I would do without it. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what this podcast is. It's the 20 nothing podcast when I was, when I was 20 and it was like a play on like the term 20 something. And I was wow. like, I'm, I don't feel 20 something. I'm 20. That's so nothing. great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the whole podcast is really just like about surviving your twenties and like getting through it because it's such a weird mm-hmm. time, like <laughs> intermediary time in your life where you're like figuring yourself out and becoming an adult. And you're like, not a teenager anymore, but you still feel like a teenager. We're wow. like, no, you're an adult now. And it's just, it's weird. I know, it's really weird. I know. it really is. So glad you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's literally why we're here. We're yeah. here about being in your 20s and like, just what that whole thing is like, because mm. it's a lot. What is dating like in New York? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's crazy during COVID, for sure. It's a whole new ballgame. I think we some of my relationships have sped up or like, you know, that's yeah. Yeah, no, that's literally what happens. Like COVID just speeds up relationships because it's either like it just fast tracks everything. For sure. It does. It fast tracks everything. And like maybe you someone was right in front of you the whole time we're working with what we have a little more um and i i think you know i mean it'll be different when covid's over for sure but i it's still centered around my college life and i like i'm glad it is like i'm afraid of the real world dating like i don't know where you meet people but okay (laughs) so it's still been around college and like that has pros and cons exes walking around this campus oh my god yeah horrible a lot of my songs are about seeing exes around campus and you know so it's like it's centered around college at the moment but yeah it's is weird it's weird are you on the apps I'm on the apps. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> I found when I was in New York, like the experience of like being on Tinder is so weird. It's just like right. finance, bro, finance, bro. Right, finance, right. Bro. It's wacky. It's wacky. Like, <laughs> or like somebody like says they're in the city, you find out they're in Hoboken. Like <laughs> So true. So true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The apps are crazy. It's honestly just fulfilling to like feel like, oh wait, I'm sad. And then you're like, oh. It's fine. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've really met up with anyone off of it, honestly. Like, uh, not that I can think of, or maybe, maybe only people I kind of knew already, or, but it's hard. I mean, that's mostly because of COVID, because like, how could you yeah. just meet a stranger? It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, no, it honestly, it is, it is really hard. I guess I'm always, I live vicariously through like my friends in New York, just living through their experiences Uh of dating and living in the city. Things are pretty boring up here in Canada, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm always just like curious about what that experience is like. And I have like a watered down version of it living Mm -hmm. in like a smaller big city. Mm -hmm. Um, Montreal, literally, I always tell people Montreal is like, just a smaller New York in the way it's literally built the same way. Like it's the city built around this giant Ugh. park and our park was literally designed by the same person who designed central park. Oh, and wow. it's like a big mountain in the middle of the wow. city and the whole city's like built around it. So I'm like, yeah, like Montreal's like a little mini New York. It's like the same thing. It's really cute, but it's definitely, it's just, it's not the same. So- Dang. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, wow, for sure. Like, it's funny that you keep, that we're talking about Central Park so much because it has 
become I do think for my next work coming out like I don't know if it's going to be out soon or later than I want but like it really is about Central Park and it really is about this oasis in the middle of the city and like the magic introspection of being in a city like in a park in the middle of the city in this little world uh inside of it like it is like an oasis if it's anything similar in Montreal like it's so it feels separate from the city and I that's it's a huge part of my life like in high school every day in the spring every kid from New York City schools nearby would come and sit on the lawn the great lawn which is one of the main lawns in Central Park and like groups of kids it was just the cool everyone sitting in circles look checking each other out picnics and like it was just where the middle of the social life um in high school and but other than that like I think being alone at a getting independence at a young age was crucial to like finding my voice everywhere else like being able to take the train anywhere and go somewhere without telling my parents and like be like go on these crazy adventures and like cross these huge bridges on bikes and go like end up at a stranger's house like we I just I can't believe the shit I used to do when I was 16 like wildlife I felt I'd listen to Carmen by Lana Del Rey and be like oh my god like <laughs> why is that me only 17 legit legit like it always felt it felt like that at that time and it's so now the TikTok generation has come up with the word like main character complex but that was uh, that was 16 like that was me listening to Lana that was that was that feeling for sure and like and now I am it feels different and I don't I'm like oh wait it's great to not think you're the main character but it's yeah I think it was like feeling it was easy to feel that in New York because it was it was so inspiring and so fast and so big yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's probably why I like really wanted to interview view you. I was like, I relate to this girl so much. I feel like we had probably mm. like a very similar like <laughs> No, it's just like the kids who like listen to Lana and Lord and like I know. That was their bread and butter, like I know cut from the same cloth. I know. I saw your 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 covers album covers as soon as I opened the screen. I was like, oh, okay, here we are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what we're working with. Yeah. And I just like I don't know. For me, I'm like, it reminds me of me and my best friend. And I'm like, I I gave her, I made her listen to all of your music last night. I was oh like, I'm God. interviewing this girl tomorrow. You need to listen to this right now because oh she's also like right there with the Lana Lord um, Beautiful. Like vibe and everything. Like that's uh-huh. just, just what uh-huh. we grew up on. Damn, that's beautiful. What is your relationship with fame like? Oh gosh. I feel, I feel like I've... I don't think I've, I, I mean, let's see. I am, I feel, I don't, uh, I don't know if I'm famous at all. I mean, if anything, if, if this is fam, it has happened all during quarantine. So I haven't left my house once yet. So I, I can't, I don't really know at all. I, it's fun. I think it's beautiful. Uh, sometimes around school it'll happen and in New York where most of my the core base of my fan base is I like people on campus will say I just need to tell you I love your music and it's in or I just ran into someone like outside of campus like in in the city and they're like oh oh my gosh hi I I know you blah blah and so that has been 
really new. Like, I don't, I think it's hardly started at all yet, but I think it's so beautiful to meet someone. And like you said, like, know immediately, oh, if you like this, like, we are cut from the same cloth. And like, yeah. we return to these same core feelings and we are nostalgic for our childhood and we are afraid of death and think big thoughts and 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 think about our feelings and feel romantic and fall in love easily and get hurt but we're so strong and full of so many feelings and we're navigating them we're beautiful like like transcending our bodies looking for something deeper out here and I, I know all of that because they say that they like my music and I'm like oh, I love you like you we love the same things we worship the same gods and like we're so connected and it's overall just making makes the world constantly feel smaller and constantly feel less lonely and and it's I, yeah I so that's the most beautiful thing of all of it for sure Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely I feel that for sure mm -hmm. are you like because with TikTok and everything and I feel like you're kind of like blowing up there right now like what's <laughs> happening on TikTok yeah I mean that was a huge I I mostly started that when quarantine happened and like that has been probably the main thing that has grown the music exponentially and I uh, yeah, that platform is crazy. And it's just it's, it's wild. The game you play every time you post something like it's either 20 people will see it or 5 million. And it's crazy to have that access. It's changed the music industry completely, like in good ways and bad ways. And it's, it's a hard game to play. I try to not it's some weeks I get really into it and then some weeks I like cannot look at the don't think about it at all and don't care about it at all but when it works it's insane how many like-minded people you can reach at once and it's like I wanted to go on tour before COVID started I and I would have opened for someone I had a way smaller following at the time and I but now looking back like the the highest gains I could have had in increasing the size of the my listenership as compares to nothing from it is nothing compared to what has happened from my bedroom making a 15 second video which is mm -hmm. ridiculous yeah so you had your latest single go viral on tiktok do you so want to tell true. us about that yeah okay so like it i i used the sound in a video in a couple of videos about friendships and and these videos just started to it just took off and then after one of them went viral I was like okay change everything usually I find I upload a song to the back end of Spotify a month before and like we were planning the whole release process everything and we did it a week before and I submitted it two minutes I finished the song two minutes before it could have been coming out the next Friday and like it I, it was just the world this started a month ago and since then like I chose to do it in that moment of like momentum growing and then when that song came out it was the biggest momentum I've had since and it's changed my life and now like me, people reaching out and like maybe I don't know considering not being independent anymore and like it's changed all the attention and it's been yeah it's and I've had to ask for extensions on every single one of my papers and I finally just finished them a few days ago and it has been a whirlwind a new type of, of graduating to a new level of this whole experience in the past 
uh, month. And it's, it's really interesting and it's all on zoom and my phone. So that's Mm -hmm. another part of it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. One thing that I've heard a lot in your music is you mention like that fear of death, that fear of dying. Tell me more about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, One qualm I have with the world is how we don't say what we mean. And that's what Superfruit is about, being sick of small talk and wishing and wanting people. Part of my mission, I think, is wanting people to, like, say what they really are feeling and, like, know themselves and find out why they're saying things and, and, like, get to the core of it. And I wish we had more of a vocabulary to talk about the things we actually care about and for example we all obviously pretty much everything we do is us grappling with our mortality and like but the thing is we never discuss it and we never discuss the fleetingness of life even though that is literally why everything is meaningful and why we fall in love and why we have friendships and have experiences and feel this transcendent romanticness with life like it's all from that and it's so scary. It's the biggest thing that we will experience death. I mean, and, and yet like it's the vocabulary that we don't use at all. And I, I, I try to, for example, with, with super fruit, I, I love that that's the lyric in it. I'm really fucking scared to die because I get the whole room, the whole room to scream it finally and get everyone to like talk about how this feeling and like trick them all into saying it and they scream it and it's beautiful. And like, and then, but then in ride my bike, you know, I'm riding my bike, I'm talking to God, everything's, I feel so free and I'm finally like, I'm not scared to die. I'm like, for the very first time I'm not afraid to die and like it's I think a lot of music is just navigating that relationship and as I get older too like I think a lot about death and I think a lot about life ending and and it informs everything about my choices and everyone's choices and yeah I think it's a part of the mission of my music a bit for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I really like that that you said like you get everyone to to scream it. I, I like that a lot because it's true. It's like I feel this way all the time, just like wanting people to just say what you feel and like just be honest. And like sometimes when I have trouble writing, my, one of my best friends told me he was like, just write the truth. And so like that's kind wow. of like what I, what I like my philosophy when I go into like writing anything. I'm just like I'm just gonna tell the truth. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna write the truth. And like I like that. I like that idea. Of, and my writing's like very like matter of fact. It's like stream of consciousness. Just very like cool. like hear all my feelings. Yeah. And like that's just kind of how I how I express myself and how I wish other people would. Like why yeah. do we dance around everything? Like why can't we just say what we mean exactly. instead of like. Mm-hmm. always having to whatever so yeah like I love yeah. that yeah, yeah I'm, that's exactly guy. we all are yeah yeah <laughs> beautiful couldn't have said it better yeah exactly exactly what are what are some things that you would tell your 20 year old self mm, a year ago oh man okay let okay a crazy pandemic is gonna come and change freaking everything. Go party as hard as you can for this last week. It was probably it was March fifth. Yep. Okay, one week left. Go wild. I w- wouldn't have believed myself, obviously, but um, shoo. I do really. I, you know, I've spent a lot of time 
building this slowly and I've believed in this project so hard and not known why just this feeling that comes from somewhere else that I'm like I know that this is going to work out and I know I believe in this and I this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm meant to do and I guess I now see how the process focusing on that and just focusing on the music and I didn't have to worry so much about whether or not the building would happen having faith in the process and like the slow and steady build like every time like I can't believe how much has changed in a year and even the from a year ago to two years ago like I you know like time is moving slowly but steadily and you are growing no matter what you're growing and you will look back on it and like see that you have changed and like I now I see so many moments I could have and now I and I'm taking that lesson now to like wow faith in the process like let life do its thing and and like it's it's gonna end and you're gonna look back on this time and you're you're gonna think about it in a in a new way and like trying as much I know it's corny but trying as much to just be grateful for whatever stage you're on and be grateful for the moment and enjoy it and because yeah it will be a memory soon Mm -hmm. that is a really beautiful note to end on I think thank you so much for coming on the podcast I'm so excited for this episode to come out because I think there's some gems in here and I think the Lord and Lana babies will really love this one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh beautiful thank you so much for having me I'm I love what you're about and I'm so glad this is what this podcast is about and and we're cut from the same cloth and it's beautiful Ah, goodbye (laughs) listeners